Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 55 of Better Regulate Than Never. Okay, this week we are on habit number six, Synergize. So again, I think it's important to kind of recap, especially if you're just learning about this podcast or starting kind of in the middle, I want you to see how habit six fits in with the rest of them. So habit one was be proactive and you are the driver in this car that as you're going through life. So you have the control. Habit two, begin with the end in mind means that you need to know where you're going Habit three, you're going to put first things first. Now, to get to your destination, you need to make sure that the roadblocks don't get in the way, and there's always roadblocks somewhere. Habit four, think win-win on your way to your destination means that you're going to cooperate and compromise with people. Habit six is you're going to seek first to understand, then to be understood, And that means that we are going to try to see things from other people's perspectives and love everyone along the way. And habit six is synergize. When we meet and work with others along the way, we will be more successful and productive by including everyone. And the solution will be so much better than if we came up with any of the solutions by ourselves. We need everyone in this world. We need all the differences and all the perspectives and all the ways of doing things. Now, I know this is annoying too, because sometimes I even think this, I wish that everyone thought like I do, everyone wanted the same things in the world that I do. And I'm like, that would be so perfect. And everything would just run so smoothly because I'm a nice person and I always want what's best for everyone. And if everyone wanted that, the world would be perfect. But that's not really true because I need people in my life that think opposite than I do. Because many times, uh, whether they're students, I've learned from very young people all the way up to people way older than I am. Sometimes when they say things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never looked at it like that. Or I never thought about that. And it's a better way of looking at things. And it's a better way of doing something. And I need those people. And sometimes I need to really advocate for my way, but that's where all the compromise and the working together and listening to people, all that comes together. So to synergize is even better than a compromise. So back in the episode, when we talked about having win-win situations or win-win solutions, that's like a compromise. Some people, you know, each person gets something that they want, but they're probably also not getting something that they want. So that's a compromise. But synergize is to actually come up with a new and better idea that is that was created really from both people's perspectives, which is so amazing. And almost always is it's a better, more amazing, more successful option than if you thought of it on your own. Well, actually, you can't even think of these things on your own. On your own. In order for this to work, we need to be open-minded and not non-judgmental. So when you hear new ideas, sometimes the very first reaction you have is, well, that's dumb, or I don't like that, or that's different, or we haven't done, that way, done it that way before, all of those things. 
because change is hard and scary sometimes, and we don't know the outcome of certain things. So we kind of shun certain ideas or ways of thinking. But in order for synergy to work, or in order to synergize, you need to be open minded and non judgmental about all ideas. Now, that doesn't mean that you like all the ideas or you agree with all the ideas, but you need to see the value of them being there. The value of other people having different ideas and that they are just as important as my ideas. We all have views and ideas that we struggle with, but we don't have to think that they are wrong or bad. They are just different. Now, there are some ideas that I think are wrong or bad, but that's my opinion. And that doesn't mean that other people think they're wrong or bad. So if it's an opinion where other people might think differently, then I just need to believe that there is value, that there is other ideas out there besides mine. I know I've talked about this before about when I was thinking about like dating or talking to you about, you know, picking a partner or whatever, that some people like Big Macs and some people don't. Some people are vegans and some people are not. So none of these ideas are bad. They're just different. And I should not worry about what someone else likes or doesn't like. I just need to allow them to like or dislike whatever they want and have the ideas and beliefs that they want, and I'm going to have the ideas and beliefs that I want. There is room on this planet for all of it. If we can allow all of it, we will be able to melt some of these ideas together for new and better ideas that we could never have had on our own. I am part of a mastermind group of other coaches who are building their businesses. And we all get together once a week and we talk about what's going on in our business. What new things are we trying? What didn't work? What would we do differently? And so we're learning from each other and we're helping each other and we uh, present things to the group and other people in the group are like, well, I wouldn't say it like that, or I wouldn't do this, or I would do it this way. Or one time I tried that and this is what happened. And the ideas that we come up with are so much better because we're all working on the same thing and we all are going in the same direction and we couldn't come up with these things on our own. So that's why it's called a mastermind. It's like our brains collectively together are better than one by itself or even two by themselves. We all learn differently and the book talks about Dr. Thomas Armstrong's seven kinds of smart or multiple intelligences, as some people have called it. I used to do an activity in the classroom where students would take the inventory for the seven kinds of smart or multiple intelligence. I can't even remember what the inventory was actually called, but they would take the paper pencil um, quiz or whatever in the class. And then I gave everyone a white blank paper plate And they would make a pie graph based on which, you know, like make pie pieces, different sizes based on which 
kind of smart or which intelligence they had more of. Now, the whole idea is that we have all seven kinds, everyone has all seven kinds of the smart, but some people have bigger pieces of different kinds of smart. And so students would make this pie graph showing their particular array of where those smarts were in their life, and then they could draw or find pictures that illustrated how they used that strength or smart in their life. And it was so fun to get to know the students through their smarts, and students found out things about their classmates that they didn't know. And everybody could feel good because this was all the ways that they were smart. Maybe they were just more math smart than music smart, or maybe they were more art smart than they were interpersonal smart. And so we just talked about that. And I taught that we needed to needed all of them to make the world a better place. If everyone had the same math ability, where would we get our art and music? And if everyone was great at talking, who would listen? I will put a link to that inventory in the show notes. So if you want to find out about your strengths um, in the seven kinds of smart, you can find out. Sean Covey also included a rating system adapted from It's All in Your Mind by Kathleen Butler. And I will add something about that in the show notes as well. But in the book, you can actually just do the rating right there on the page. He has uh, tells how to do this rating scale. And he said, of course, in all of these kind of inventories, our tendency is to wonder, well, which one is best? Is mathematical traits better than artistic traits? Or is book smart better than street smart? And those are the wrong questions. All of the smarts are equally good. We need all of them in our groups and decision-making spaces so that everyone is included. If we don't include one of these ideas, we are missing some amazing content that would make our decisions even better. Some of the roadblocks to synergizing is being ignorant of differences. We can't ignore that people are different, and we shouldn't ignore that we are all different. It is also not an excuse not to understand differences. If we don't know about a topic or an idea that someone has, try to find out about it so that you have more understanding of where they are coming from. Practice those listening skills we talked about last week to try to understand where people are coming from and why they have those ideas. If we stay in our cliques or friend groups all the time, we, that makes us ignorant of other people's ideas and other groups. I know that we tend to feel more comfortable with those who look and think like us. And I get it. Sometimes I just want to be around people who think like me because I get tired of feeling on edge with some of the ways other people think, but I don't want to just stay there because then I'll never try to understand what other people are thinking. And I really do want to understand even when it makes me angry. (laughs) But that leaves out a lot of people if we only hang around people who look like us and think like us. We need to include others that think differently and look differently so that we can make better informed decisions about everything. Also, prejudging people before we even know about them or believing stereotypes or labeling other people adds barriers to understanding them. We don't have to agree with everything. That is impossible. But try to understand others who don't think and look like you. It is amazing what you might find out. And it will help so much with feelings of awkwardness and uncomfortableness 
when you at least have an understanding of where someone is coming from. You need to know how to be around others in the world. Start while your world is a little bit smaller. There won't be as many different ideas and groups to include. And then as you get out into the adult world, add more. Sean Covey created an action plan to get to Synergy. And the steps are to define the problem or opportunity, then listen to their way, which is that seek first to understand, then tell your way, which is seek to be understood, then brainstorm to create new ideas and options, and then the highway, which he says is the best, find the best solution. And he gave an example in the book about a vacation. And I want to just kind of read it to you because I loved how all the parts came together. And I think this will give you a good idea of how to deal with some conflicts in your own life. Okay, so his idea is about a vacation. And so this is the define the problem or opportunity. So in the story, the student or well, the child doesn't want to go on a vacation with their parents. And of course, the parents want him or her, I don't know if it ever said, want their child to go on the vacation. So the dad says, I don't care how you're how you feel you're going on this vacation, whether you like it or not. You've had we've had this plan for months. And it's important that we spend time together as a family. Mom says, I don't want you staying here by yourself. I'd worry about what you're doing and who you're hanging out with. We want you to be with us. So the problem is my parents want me to vacation with the family, but I would rather stay home and go out with my friends. Oh my gosh. I think I remember this very same scenario at my, in my own life. And I'm sure you've had this happen or something similar to it. So the first step Well, the first step is defining the problem, which we just said, but then it is seek first to understand the ideas of others. So this is how the child is seeking first to understand his parents. This This vacation is very important to my dad. He wants to have a family bonding time. He feels it won't be the same without me. And my mom feels that she would worry too much about me being home alone that she wouldn't enjoy the vacation. So this is the child's point of view. This is the my way seek to be understood by sharing your ideas. So this is what the child says to the parents, mom and dad, I want to stay home and be with my friends. They are very important to me. We have a lot of things planned and I don't want to miss out on any of the fun. Besides I go crazy when I have to drive in a car all day with my little sister. So then they brainstorm together. So this is where you create new options and ideas. And I don't know if you know much about brainstorming. Hopefully you've done it in the class before. But remember in brainstorming, you just throw out every idea, even if it's crazy and it doesn't make any sense. And um, you don't criticize or judge anyone's ideas. Just all the ideas go down. um, And then you look at them later. So in the brainstorming session, these are the ideas that came up. Dad said we could go to a vacation spot that I would enjoy more. I mentioned that I could stay with relatives close by. 
Mom suggested I could take a friend with me. I mentioned using my savings and bussing out to meet them so that I wouldn't have to drive in a crowded car. Mom was willing to cut the vacation short so that it would be easier for me. I suggested staying home for part of the vacation and joining them later. Dad was willing to let me stay home if I would clean up his computer so that they'd run so they'd run faster after while they were gone. And that seems a little bit weird other than <laughs> um it could be hey they wanted you to do some chores while you were at home and they were gone. So then the last part is the highway or finding the best solution. So after they had this brainstorming session, this is what came out of it. We all agreed that I could stay home during the first half of the week and then bus out with a friend to join the family for the second half. They even offered to pay the bus fare for my friend and me if I would clean up the computers. It's not hard work, so I will still have time to hang out with my friends. They're happy, and so am I. So in them talking about each other's sides and brainstorming all sorts of ways to fix this problem, they came up with an amazing solution where the parents get their child on part of the vacation and get to have bonding time. The child gets to spend time with their friends by themselves and everything, and they get to bring a friend on half of the vacation. So everybody wins in this situation. So this is a way that you could deal with so many conflicts in your life, not just with your parents or other adults, but even with your friends or romantic partners. The book says that you don't always need to follow all of those steps or in that order, but if you use those as a guide, you will have a much better plan in the end than if you just both say your side and then fight about it, which happens so often. Try these steps the next time that you have a conflict with friends or adults or anyone And I would love to hear how these habits are working for you, not just this one, but all of them. But um, especially if you come up with a better alternative to something, I would love to hear about it. You can send me a message at betterregulatethannever at gmail.com and you just put betterregulatethannever all together, lowercase, at gmail.com and you can email me and I will get back to you. And even you could even put questions in there or things that are coming up that cause problems with you following these habits. I can help you work through that. So remember, every day you get to choose your thoughts. So choose wisely. I'll talk to you soon.